Hello, and welcome to Quadrivia. We're going to take you a step beyond trivia and into the minds of the people who craft it. I'm Corey. I'm Jeremy. I'm Jeff. And I'm Jason. And this is our first episode. Guys, welcome to the show we're creating here in our uh, quarantine <laughs> situation. How are you doing this evening? Good. Just hung up the uh, hazmat suit myself. How about you? <laughs> Yeah, I just got off a text conversation with a friend of mine in Texas who's now, um, I think she said, sewing uh, respirator masks um, with like Star Wars themed stuff and just handing them to her local hospital. So um, we, we live in strange times now. It's been strange times for a while. So <laughs> I, no, that's, I, that's definitely fair. Getting the yes. getting strep throat like the weekend, <laughs> the weekend <laughs> that everybody gets quarantined and not an ideal way to start it. You have 102 fever and you keep coughing. Maybe you're going to die. Like, well, I think before we get into the elephant in the room, we should probably talk about the four legs we have in the room as the hosts uh, for today's episode. <laughs> yeah, probably. That, that's a valid. So, um, yeah, uh, the people who are listening to this either know us intimately since this is our first episode or they have no idea who we are and they're trying to figure out what this podcast is about. So I'm going to hand it over to Corey. Corey, do you want to give just a brief introduction of who you are and uh, where you're from and what you do? Uh, I'm Corey Marku. I own Third Degree Entertainment in Spokane, Washington. Uh, we focus on the entire Eastern Washington, North Idaho area. Um, I'm hosting, was hosting like five <laughs> trivia nights a week. Uh, and now I sit around at one in the morning and talk shit with people in Chicago. <laughs> uh, I'm Jeremy Goodson. I am a trivia host with liquid courage entertainment who uh is owned and operated by jason here so you hear more about that in a second but uh yeah stuck inside here and uh enjoying the show we are in the uh, chicagoland area yeah not a lot to say really beyond that we'll go more into it in the uh intro here so jason why don't you tell more about liquid courage Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, first off, my name is Jason Borsum. I'm the owner and uh, primary operator of Liquid Courage Entertainment out here in the Chicago suburbs. Uh, we've been up and going uh, since 2003 in pub entertainment, broke into pub trivia around 2010. So we've been going strong for about 10 years uh, up until the world ended a few weeks ago. We were doing <laughs> somewhere in the ballpark of 10 uh, live pub trivia events every week. I got into the pub industry, uh, pub entertainment industry in 2003, uh, started Liquid Courage Entertainment, which is a great name for a karaoke company and less a great name for a trivia brand. But damn it, I'm going to make it work. Um, the story behind the founding of Liquid Courage involves a Denny's on a Saturday morning at 3 a.m. and a whole bunch of Long Island iced teas. But uh, seven <laughs> years later, um, I decided to kind of read the tea leaves and realize that pub trivia was starting to become really big in the United States. It had always been big kind of in Europe, uh, especially the UK. So uh, just kind of looking through and seeing what bars were providing. I'm like, I like trivia. I like <laughs> making games. So uh, we made ours and kind of hit the ground running. And 10 years later, I feel like we're doing OK. Uh, my name is Jeff Bim. I am the owner operator of uh, RMT Trivia, as in Riddle Me This. Uh, I've been doing uh, live pub trivia for about 10 years, uh, mostly just one really strong <laughs> pub trivia night. And then I, I do a bunch of uh, event and fundraiser trivia as well. So uh, I don't have a ton of different shows, uh, but I do have a crazy intense following at the one place that I do a weekly game. But it's it's I kind of fell into it backwards. I was working as a server in a restaurant and they had asked. I swear to God, you were going to say waitress in a cocktail bar. Yeah. 
they had, little bit they of had asked if anybody knew anybody who could host trivia. And I just said, yeah, I guess I could do that. Can I have money? And they said, yes, strangely <laughs> enough. And here I am 10 years later. How about you, Corey? How'd you get in? I used to play a lot of trivia at a local competitor. Uh, a buddy of mine that I played with a lot, he and I were winning quite often. And a uh, friend of his asked him to host trivia at their bar. Uh, he asked me to come play his trivia to support him and help build the night up. And I was happy to do so, uh, except I was playing solo against teams of, you know, four or five, six people and winning every week. Uh, so they really didn't like me there. <laughs> uh, but a- after only about a month, month and a half of hosting there, uh, he had to go out of state for a job interview and he asked me to cover for him. Uh, so I did. I, I wrote trivia, not knowing what I was doing, uh, and hosted it. It went really well. He wound up getting the job offer, so I took over for him. I started off, it was about five years ago, I was getting paid in PBR. And uh, yeah, it just, it really kind of took off on its own. Um, I started getting calls from restaurants and bars I'd never heard of, saying, Mm -hmm. hey, we heard you are doing trivia here. Uh, Would you come do trivia for us? And at the time, I was a a local city coordinator for Uber, as well as working at a, a marketing company in town. And uh, it just got to the point where trivia was taking up so much time, I left both of those jobs and started this full time. I would like to hear more about how Jeremy got uh, uh, associated with Liquid Courage. Oh, that's a a loaded story there. Uh, (laughs) I was kidnapped. No, uh, actually, I started going to uh, because a friend of mine was like, hey, there's this trivia at this restaurant nearby. Um, There's this corporate chain. I'm not going to throw out their name, but either way. McDonald's. uh, Started, yeah, yeah, that, but one, that totally was the uh, that was the show we did on Fridays, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was a show we did on Fridays. But uh, I went out there and actually had a lot of fun the first time. And this kind of a jerk named Jason was hosting. And uh, don't worry, we fired him. You fell in love. And actually kept going. Yeah, kept going back um, for whatever reason. And uh, actually became pretty good friends with Jason over time. And uh, then he started making me go to karaoke and got to know a lot of the other people who are regulars and ended up just getting really involved with it. And eventually now fast forward almost 10 years. Can you believe that? Oh my Lord. Uh, yeah. And I have my own. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That was almost 10 years we, ago. And uh, can we just take a moment and address the fact that we are a bunch of like late 30 year old men. <laughs> <laughs> and it took us what a year and a half to come hey, up hey, with hey. a podcast. I'm not quite mid thirties. Yeah. Uh, Jeff, uh, do you want to take a moment and explain the concept of the trivia co-op? Sure. Um, uh, now, this is going to get a little out of the out of bounds for just a second, but that's kind of what we do here. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're a trivia writer, and all and all of us, all of us, I'm sure, can attest to this. Uh, sometimes you find yourself just beating your head up against a wall trying to come up with uh, topics you haven't touched on, questions that. Uh, you know, when you're writing your game, you just hit these roadblocks. You know, some might even call it like a writer's block, as you were. Um, <laughs> and so you turn to the internet. You go to uh, forums and websites that offer uh, trivia games and, and, you know, ah, oh, that's all garbage. And you, you just keep looking for anything to pique your curiosity. And as an avid uh, user of Reddit, um, I decided to look for anything involving trivia on Reddit. And 
I posted a couple times in the trivia subreddit, which is pretty dead. There's a few people that post there. Actually, I shouldn't say that because I don't know how it is now. But a few years ago, uh, it was pretty pretty tame there. Not a lot of posts. Uh, but if you post there asking about uh, writing questions or talking to other trivia hosts, uh, every now and then you'll find a trivia host from something called the Trivia Co-op who shows up and grants your wishes and says, hey, we are a group of uh, independent trivia hosts who all talk together about uh, writing questions. We share questions, ideas, and uh, rounds and themes and all sorts of stuff. Uh, if you uh, give us all of the questions you've ever written ever, <laughs> feel free to uh, come hang out with us. Um, it's not really that bad. You just have to share and share alike with everybody. And so everybody showed up uh, about, I want to say a year ago, I joined or so, uh, maybe a little bit longer than that. But um, Whenever I saw anybody on Facebook reach out about trivia hosts, I would always invite them to the co-op. Uh, anytime I saw anybody on Reddit, I'd invite them to the co-op. And lo and behold, a few, year, a few years later, we have a tremendously active uh, Slack chat. We have a tremendously active subreddit that's private. But So we all started kind of um, chatting and having fun. And now we have uh, a D&D &D group that we run. <laughs> we have a bunch of live streams that we run. We have a bunch of... I think of... you meant to say we have a D&D &D game that we ran once and are trying desperately to get going well, again. Yeah. Well, we have we have time now. <laughs> but, oh, we have nothing but time, uh... right? Yeah. Uh, over the course of just talking about trivia stuff, we've all kind of become pretty fast friends. Like there's a good group of us from... Uh, multiple states. I don't even know where everybody's from anymore. It used to be just a few of us. Uh, and there's a bunch of members in California, a bunch of members in Illinois. We got members on the East Coast, down South. A couple people out in Washington, uh, oh, yeah, Virginia, I, say, I know yeah, offhand, yeah. the DC area. We're starting to, to spread a little bit of recognition in. But yeah, it's a, overall, it's a pretty great, you know, collective co-op. We, we uh, do what it says on the tin, you know? Over the course of us all all kind of becoming friends through the co-op, we've all begun supporting each other outside of just our regular trivia games, uh, such as like our our D and D game, and um, and things like our current live streams. There's I want to say five or six of us who have now transferred over to Twitch because all of us <laughs> have been uh, sheltered in place, quarantined, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Jason, Jeremy, and myself all live uh, in the westish suburbs of Chicago and Illinois recently, uh, unless you are essential, got sheltered in place. Uh, Corey uh, lives out in Washington, and as he said, uh, they've been dealing with the coronavirus pretty bad. I think they were the they were the first ones that got hit real bad, right? I think New York is surpassed in terms of cases now, but yeah, everybody's yeah. I think Seattle was the first big yeah, one. Yeah, every, everybody's kind of on lockdown. All the bars and pubs have been closed. Uh, they still do carry out business, but you can't really carry out trivia. So most of us have been furloughed. None of us are currently hosting any games. I think there might be a few people in the co op that still have a couple of live games, but I believe that that will all be coming to an end soon. So some of us are trying to deal with that in different ways. Uh, all four of the people on this podcast uh, have live Twitch streams where we are attempting to recreate uh, the pub trivia atmosphere of our games uh, in a virtual setting for people to play from home just to kind of stem, uh, stem some of the madness that's beginning. I've only been furloughed for, I've been off trivia for a week and I've been 
sheltered in place for this is the very first nope not even the first weekday yet <laughs> and i feel like i'm going absolutely crazy um so i mean yeah i'm starting to climb the walls down here in the basement that i've been kind of segregating myself to for the last seven days as i a 39 year old man learn how to become a twitch gamer girl <laughs> yeah i i think um i think jason you were the first person that wanted to that that said hey maybe maybe let's try twitch yeah, so the the order uh, came down. The press conference from the governor of Illinois came down Sunday afternoon at like 3 p.m. And um, after about 15 minutes of calling 12 different venues and three different hosts, I sat down, took a breath and went, well, what the hell am I going to do now? Um, this is my only career. I don't have a day job. Um, managing Liquid Courage is, is my go to. So my, you know, my net income went to zero. Uh, instantly. And we don't know at this point. Uh, it's currently at time of recording March 23rd. We don't know when this is going to end. Um, it's very scary. And the only way I know kind of psychologically how to address that is to throw myself into uh, work projects. And the first thought I had is, well, if I can't bring the people to me. Can I bring myself to them? And since yeah. everybody at the time was talking about how they were transitioning to work at home and using like live stream uh, teleconferencing solutions, the thought became, well, can we do a trivia game online? I'll be honest with you. I thought I was kind of being, you know, kind of cutting edge on this. And then I opened up, you know, my social media sites the next day and major companies are all making the transition much faster than I am. So <laughs> it's been it has been a grind and a half. I can't tell you how much uh, time I've spent in the last week just staring at Google Forms and spreadsheets and learning how to use streaming software. Uh, the microphone you're hearing me on right now is four days old. <laughs> I had to go out. I had to go brave the uh, virus and run out to Best Buy to pick up a microphone. Jason and I both bought brand new computers. <laughs> so we had so we weren't streaming from our eight megapixel potatoes. <laughs> that first stream oh, was, that was pretty rough. Oh, the <laughs> joint Lord. stream with you and me. And we're both on our laptops. And uh, God, God bless the people who who hung in with us for that, because they said that it wasn't as bad as I feared. But secretly, I think they're lying. Yeah, they're just. They were just being nice. <laughs> they were just being I'll nice. I'll be brutally honest. It was pretty bad. Uh, yeah. I mean, here's the thing. The game was fun. It went through. It was just there were a lot of hiccups when it came to the audio and the video and stuff like that. But we're, we're getting For that. sure. For sure. I mean, it's it's all a steep learning curve and we're, we're banging our heads against the wall trying to climb it. And I'm going to mix all the metaphors in that sentence. <laughs> and then directly after our stream... We head on over to go watch Corey's, and Corey's is like this perfectly produced, wonderful-looking, <laughs> great stream. And we're like, what the fuck? How did you do yeah, that so fast? Yeah, really the <laughs> only issue I have with Corey's stream is the host. Everything hey, else you is know what I have? fantastic. I have the same issue, which is, <laughs> I mean, this will be a whole nother discussion, but uh, prior to the whole COVID-19 situation, I was in the process of getting myself out of hosting entirely. Um, I remember I you talking about horrific, making the transition yeah. to, to more managerial from your side. Yeah, I have horrific stage fright. I don't like uh, people looking at me, which is a horrible, <laughs> horrible condition. Uh, since I decided to stand up five days a week in front of, you know, 100 people a night and be the center of attention for two That's hours. Immersion therapy. It drives me yeah. And it hasn't worked yet. Like it baffles um, me how so, you claim to be, you know, antisocial and introverted. I've seen how you perform your shows and you're amazing. <laughs> you're absolutely well, stellar. So, and I, I, it, 
it's hard for me to kind of rectify the two pieces of information I have about you that way. That's all a character. Hey, I, like I said, this will definitely be another discussion sometime, but I, I put on a, a persona uh, and just kind of dive into that headfirst. And I, I'm not Corey out there. I'm just that asshole that's hosting trivia. You no. say you hate being in front of a crowd. How do you feel about being behind a microphone? You know what? Right now, not so bad. And probably <laughs> the first uh, couple times we do it, it's it's not going to be too bad. If we ever get up to that high uh, viewer count level. Like dozens? Then, And yeah, dozens. Like, <laughs> when there's 20 like people listening ones. to us, then I'm going to be freaking out. I, on stream, I had 11 people in my Twitch stream, and I was like, oh, God. Corey, do you think that have you seen a lot of interaction from the people that go to your regular weekly game? Have, have a lot of them made the switch over to your streams? Absolutely not, actually. <laughs> um, I, I feel like I'm the the polar opposite of, of uh, Jason here. It seems like a lot of his regulars are in there. And uh, I've got like two or three that have, have come through, but nothing uh, really impressive. Uh, I am doing a, a pretty hard push this weekend, though to get mm-hmm. my regulars uh I'm, I'm planning out regular weekly streamed events and i'm i'm hoping that that'll kind of reel them back in yeah it, it seems like when um when you were live in your stream you were at least going back and forth with people like you knew and that might that might just be because you're good at streaming yeah. even though you don't want to <laughs> but no i i try i try to make it personable um i'll, I'll tell you one of the weirdest things for me was realizing i had a stranger in my stream <laughs> oh, oh it is kind of um, surreal that just happened to jeremy like, today yeah that happened to me tonight too this guy we were doing yeah. some jackbox uh, after jason had his stream and so we went over to my channel did some jackbox had a bunch of the regulars in there and then uh some random person was like oh do you guys have room in the next game i'm like sure assuming he had come from you know the other game has been watching and he so i asked him like oh so where are you from are you part of one of the other podcast communities were you at geek bowl things like that and he said mm. um Oh no! I just searched for Jackbox, and your your game looked fun. Looked like a good group of people. <laughs> because he was, you know, responding in chat. Well, like, well, how do you guys, you know, how did you get into this? Are you going to be doing Jackbox all the time? And I kind of went off about kind of the same thing we've been talking about this whole time. Like, no, we're actually a bunch of trivia hosts who never really did much streaming before. I mean, I've only done uh, Legend of Zelda: Link to the Past stuff. That's all I've really ever streamed. I uh, was like speed runs and not, nothing beyond that. I didn't even do commentary. I just did it for fun. Mm. And now we're getting into this online streaming thing and talking about the trivia stuff. And uh, he asked a little bit more about it. I got him the link to the uh, Jeopardy fan site with the uh, the calendar on it. I'm like, hey, yeah, join us. Come come find this out. So we might have yeah, yeah, joined the trivia Big shout community. out to Andy Saunders for putting that together. Uh, there's floating around on social media a calendar that shows at least as many of the trivia hosts on like Twitch and Facebook Live uh, as we can get in there. Um, and he's kind of collating a calendar so that fans can find trivia pretty much anytime, any day. So uh, Andy Saunders also has a, a podcast called Complete the List. So if we're going to shout him out, just com- I'm shouting out his podcast because yeah, complete it's a the fun list little... of shout outs. Yeah, complete the list of <laughs> shout outs. There you go. Complete the list of trivia shows. Um, but no, he's doing a fantastic job uh, kind of just taking on that project as all these different trivia people in the whole community have come together and started planning out their live streams. He goes, send me a message. I'm going to put it on the calendar so they're all in one place and people can find them with links to the events. So, yeah, yeah, that is awesome. Pretty solid work for sure. And and can I say um, 
Geek Bowl, which is an annual event, uh, happened in our backyard in Chicago here for three quarters of us, at least a couple of weeks ago. And from that weekend, the weekend that that started all the way through now, I've never felt a stronger sense of the trivia community at large um, in 10 years of hosting this. It definitely does feel Absolutely. like the it doesn't it doesn't feel so much like the people have changed, but the landscape itself around uh the trivia environment because uh you had a bunch of connections made at geek uh at geek bowl where everybody was mm -hmm. talking to each other we had that big group uh meet up with a bunch of different podcasts the triviality guys trivial warfare um you have this entire new situation where everybody's being sheltered in place uh where everybody has to now interact in different ways and they're just we're seeing people engage in the same things that they've always done, just at a much higher level. Because there's always been, um, there's always been uh, people posting trivia on the Triviality and Trivia Warfare fan pages on Facebook. There's mm -hmm. people that run little side games, um, like the sheep side game that uh, Omar Mahmoud does on Trivial Warfare, uh, very similar to the sheep game that we play, except backwards. I, I argue ours is better, but credit where credit's due to yeah, the originator. You know, hey, I'm you know I'm the guy that said, hey, we should play this game. So I agree with you. The version <laughs> that we do is better. But what you know, people have been engaging this way uh, in little tiny amounts, like just kind of sprinkled through, you know. Um, but now that's where everybody goes. People are just like locked into these uh, fan pages for podcasts that they like. They're engaging with uh, trivia hosts because all of us trivia hosts are, we have nothing else to do. All we can do is be super active on our social media pages. Yeah. I mean, in a sense, we're all just kind of shouting into the same void right now because we don't know what else to do with our time and our talents. So, Jason, I want to ask you about that. Mm -hmm. uh, I touched on it earlier. I, I've been in a few of your trivia streams, and it, it seems like you've got a really good showing of your regulars that are showing up for that, which is awesome. Um, how did you get that? And what can I do to replicate it? <laughs> um, well, I, I think we need to kind of qualify what you're considering success because on an average well, stream, fair, and I yeah. stream anywhere from one to three hours a night, I've streamed every day since uh, the shelter in place order came down. And my average stream is probably 20 to 25 people. So it's not incredibly like blown up. Um, and a vast majority of them are just very close friends and regulars, people who come out, see me a couple times a week, be it uh, at one of the trivia shows or at karaoke. People who have been to my house, people you know who I've uh, assigned as godparents to my children, people <laughs> I consider my best friends. And they are Your wife. really the backbone that's keeping my spirits alive right now, because I know if I fire up a stream and I try a new weird idea like I did tonight with bringing back the old IRC game Acrophobia, I know there's going to be 10, 12 people in there who all know each other, who are all chatty and interactive and very social. And uh, they're going to bring a certain level of excitement and that connectivity into the chat so that when perhaps somebody who just looked it up on that calendar that's floating around stops in, they see the activity there and they're like, OK, it's not a hundred people. It's not the bar trivia that I'm used to, but I'm going to check it out for a bit. See what's up. I mean, that's that's definitely something that I saw on all three of your channels uh, because I, you know, follow all three of you because I love you. Uh, and so I've, uh. I've visited all three of your streams and all of you. I mean, I haven't really streamed anything for non, you know, I've done a couple test stuff for my friends on Facebook, but I haven't done any 
out in the wild streams yet. And all three of you guys sound like other streamers to me. Like you're you're interacting. How with dare your chat. you, sir? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean that in the best way possible. You're, inter- you're, you're interactive with the chat. I mean, uh, you know, Corey, you were saying that not a lot of people have gone to your virtual trivia yet. Um, but I think if you keep up the way that you were the way that you were interacting with people, because if those people aren't your regulars, they sure as hell sound like it in the chat like everybody seems happy to be there there's a lot of conversation going you know i know that i pop up at weird times of the night and i'm gonna just type <laughs> weird shit about your beard for 15 minutes but <laughs> you, well, know, as like, you know that's yeah. actually that's that's very similar to my standard uh bar nights <laughs> so it's not yeah. nothing new yeah, yeah just I, trying to to maintain the sense of normalcy in the very small and limited way that we can i think it's it's important to not only our spirits and our morale, but it's important to the people that have been out and support us and are kind of hungry for that experience that they've they look forward to and continue to look forward to every week. So, uh, Corey, beyond you know doing the stuff on Twitch, uh, what do you do to just kind of keep your your fan base engaged with you and and kind of have your name on their minds, even though they can't come and see you? Was I supposed to do that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's no, I just that's the goal. Yeah. No, I, I've just been trying to interact with them on Facebook, um, not doing like a whole lot of pushing uh, the streams themselves, but more uh, using the business page to respond to people's posts, mm-hmm. uh, just to talk to them and, and, you know, get my logo and business name out there and be like, hey, you know, I'm still checking up on the people that have been supporting me uh, and and coming to my gigs. But I am I was really really good about uh, posting information about my live gigs, you know, every day that they were happening. And I'm hoping I'll get back into that and keep things uh, rolling kind of organically that way. Yeah, we're, we're just kind of hoping at this point that we're staying the course more than anything else and just keeping the pilot lit burnt so that when all of this kind of boils down, and we don't know if it's going to be a couple of weeks or a couple of months, obviously, at this stage, um, that, you know, the people are still there, the venues are still there, the interest is still there. Um, you said something earlier about getting people engaged on Facebook. I'd like to throw it to Jeremy, who does a lot of our social media interactions at Liquid Courage. Um, I am blessed to have him kind of handle some of that. I can remember one specific instance uh, <laughs> in particular where he kind of saved uh, our, our company branding after a very awkward situation. Yeah, so yeah, uh, Jeremy, is there anything you're doing above and beyond uh, what we've already talked about to, to engage with your particular regulars or uh, um, at the, you know, with the companies at large? I mean, nothing beyond just interacting on Facebook, making sure that when I am doing the Twitch stream, they know about it. Obviously sharing the liquid courage stream in general, just getting them, uh, you know, getting them engaged when we can. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, just like I said, I, I've, I, I tend to be um, a person where if they add me on Facebook, I'll, I'll add them back and then I'll interact with them. So a lot of my regulars, I am friends with on Facebook. So I, you know, comment on their posts or whatever, and, you know, let them know kind of what's going on, what we're trying to do. Yeah. I will say this, you are more active from uh, kind of the trivia fan side of the social media communities than I think me or, any of the other uh, hosts on the chat right now are. Uh, I know you've been a longtime member of the Trivial Warfare Army, for instance. You've been on several of the podcasts more than I have at this point. So you have more built-in ins in the fan space than I think we do, and I think that then you give yourself credit for. Uh, that could be. Uh, I I have been. I mean, I've, I've always been kind of a trivia junkie as far as it just in general goes. But So even before I got into it, um, 
but yeah, so when I found the podcast, obviously Triviality, uh, Trivial Warfare, uh, getting involved in the communities there because it's just, I, I like social media. I like to get involved and get in on the discussions. You know, there's a lot of games that get thrown into the chat there. So that's how I got to know a lot of the people there, which were like for me, um, without getting too sappy and everything, like Geek Bowl was an amazing experience for me because I actually got to meet all these people I've been talking to for the past two plus years in random chats uh, or on podcasts. Uh, like I just recorded a triviality and I got to meet one of the people that uh, I was hosting for at the show. Now, I, I know the triviality guys themselves, but the uh, Stacy, uh, shout out to Stacy, who was at Geek Bowl, mm-hmm. she played my game while I was on Trivial Warfare. We've never met, but it was fun. Like, hey, I can put a face to your name uh, and you know, just kind of going from there. And that actually happened a lot over that weekend. Uh, it was a really good time. And I think yeah, that you, you got to build with... those connections as they come for sure. Yeah. So there's a lot of connections that were there. Uh, like I said, putting faces and names was great. Uh, being able to interact with them even more after. Um, I feel like we made a lot of good friends there uh, at Geekbull. I know I got mm-hmm. to introduce, introduce you to some people that we've kind of like mutually talked about or talked to uh, about doing stuff. Yeah, both from a per- personal and a professional standpoint. It's been great the last few weeks just communicating with people who are handling the trivia community in their own ways and often in intersectional ways to what we do as live pub trivia hosts. Right. And I think it was like, I don't know, I don't believe in the fates of the universe or anything, but the fact that that happened like a week and a half, two weeks before, you know. Yeah, I'm not saying there's any good time to have the end of days, but this (laughs) could have been timed worse. (laughs) I... It's so weird for me to hear you guys talking about all these people and I'm these podcasts and uh, apparently influential people in the trivia community. And I have absolutely no idea who any of these people are, <laughs> what any of these podcasts are. Well, you're um, going to have to join us so in I'm Austin like, next year for uh, Geek Bowl. Apparently. If there is a next year and an Austin and a Geek Bowl. <laughs> well, it's it's been it's actually been kind of fun for me uh, learning it and getting to experience it. Yeah, how um, weird must it be for I, you when we just randomly drop like names that the three of us know uh, through things that you just have no familiarity with and question mark? Yeah, you know, it, it's it's really not weird for me because I don't even know that I'm supposed to be impressed. I'm just like cool story, bro. <laughs> um, I don't think I say anything that, to, to like impress. I mean, just to like jump in there. No, like, I'm, not, I'm not trying to be impressed, but. Um, it, just saying that it was nice meeting these people who really are like, uh, we're talking about social media, like talk about people who have a just bull by the horns on social media when it comes to the mm-hmm, for sure. Well, on on that, uh, that same vein, um, just the other day, two days ago, I think it was the uh, buzzer beater. Is that <laughs> am broken I even saying is it broke, buzzer beater? Broken broken buzzer. That's yeah. Lee, Lee to George, oh, broken buzzer. OK, yeah, broken, buzzer. broken buzzer. Uh, they did a, a that big event on Twitch, and uh, and I, I only, helped. <laughs> you did, and that's the only reason I knew about it is because I knew that you were uh, helping out with that. So I had nothing else going on. I figured, hey, I'll go check out this stream. And just before the show starts, I see this person say, "Hey, I'm Colby Burnett, and I don't have a team. Can I play with somebody?" <laughs> oh my goodness! Like, really? I said, yeah. I said, I saw I this happen in real know. time on Slack chat. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I don't know who that is, but I'll like, I don't have a team either, but we can just like play along in whispers. 
Um, and he's like, cool. So he sends me a private message and, and we're going through like the first several questions and I'm, I'm getting all of the easy ones and he's getting <laughs> all of the hard ones. Um, and finally I decide to Google him. I'm like, Oh shit, this is someone who matters. <laughs> like this is a, this is a real guy. Like uh, anyone who doesn't know, I guess he's the, uh, the teachers tournament or the first person to win both the teachers tournament and the tournament of champions. Yeah, um, Jeopardy. He's a good player. That's another for Jeopardy. Yeah. 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 Sorry for Jeopardy. Yeah. Um, and I'm just sitting there talking to him and uh, he shoots me his information to, to hit him up later. So maybe we can, uh, you know, talk him into coming on here. Fingers crossed. But <laughs> oh, absolutely. It, it's been really exciting to, to learn these names and these events and meet these people um in real time and and learning more about this community uh that i'm becoming a part of yeah i definitely think there's space here on uh quadrivia where we can bring in uh guests in the trivia community at large uh and maybe get some professionals in here for once that'd be nice (laughs) (laughs) so one of my favorite things about the community uh, and getting to know all these different writers and hosts is seeing how everybody will approach the same uh, topic or theme from wildly different angles. Uh, you can give 20 different trivia hosts the exact same topic, and you're going to get 20 very different questions, uh, which I know is something that we had talked about being a part of this podcast. Um, Jeff, can you tell us a little bit about the the keyword challenge? Yeah, so... <clears throat> the way that this works is very similar to how we operate in the uh, trivia co-op itself. Somebody will hop on and say, uh, I'm writing a mystery theme and I need this word to be the answer to a question or uh, I need an idea for a question or any any sort of anything like that where we just get a simple idea of what they're looking for. And depending on what time of day it is and if you're lucky, sometimes you'll get uh, 12 responses within a minute where you'll say like, oh, the I need a keyword. I need the answer to be pants. And you'll have 12 people all show up and say, oh, here's 12 questions where the answer includes or is the word pants. And it's really interesting to see um, just given one word or a simple idea or phrase where a bunch of people will go different directions uh, towards the same answer. So we thought it'd be really fun to do uh, to do a segment on that in the podcast where we involve the community. So earlier today, uh, Jason put out a uh, a call to action to a few of his uh, few of his fans, and they had submitted random keywords uh, through one of his Google Docs. One of the things that he does all the time. Uh, so all we the have time. a lovely list. Uh, of these wonderful random words that none of us have seen. Jason has uh, a random number generator to bring up uh, uh, ones without picking them. Um, So I think, uh, what do we want to do? Do we want to do one? Do we want to do two? Should we do one where the keyword has to be in the question and one where the keyword has to be the answer? Oh, that could be interesting. Uh, I'm definitely for our first episode. Let's let's go balls to the wall. Let's do two guys. I have uh, the first one queued up. The second one is ready to go. Uh, gentlemen, are you ready for the keyword challenge? I should probably explain that we are going to uh, take 10 minutes off microphone once we hear this keyword or these keywords uh, to come up with the single best trivia question we can. We'll come back uh, after we've deliberated and written. Uh, And we'll present these questions to each other and it'll be up to you, the listener at home, 
uh, to determine for us which host you think wrote the best question for the week. We're going to tie that into a Twitter poll, Quadrivia Pod. That is our Twitter account. Uh, there will be a poll on the uh, post that should drop around the same time that this episode drops in your podcast feed. We'll leave that poll open for a couple days, uh, try to aggregate those results, and you tell us who you think wrote the best question based on the terrible subject we're about to reveal. I hope it's pants. That would be great. So what we're going to do with this special first episode is actually go through two of your keywords. Uh, we're going to constrain ourselves even further in this case. Uh, the first keyword that we come up with is required to be in the question content itself. And the second keyword in some way, shape or form has to be in the answer. Gentlemen, are you ready? I'm scared, but ready. yes. This is trepidation. This is not advanced knowledge. I wish you could see my screen right now as I slowly reveal our first keyword. This is the one that'll go in the question. Teledo. Teledo? T-E-L-E-D-U. Okay. So the first prompt is teledo. T-E-L-E-D-U. The second prompt. This is for the answer. This is for an unrelated question. The answer must contain Thandy Newton. Okay, your people are no longer allowed um, to. Honestly, offer such I don't questions. know either of the people who did this. We should give them shout outs, by the way, because this is all their fault. <laughs> so, uh, Teledu is courtesy of Nicole Newlist from Chicago, Illinois, um, who is somebody I met through the Geek Ball meetup. And the second one, Thandy Newton, is from none other than Kelsey B from Denver, Colorado. And just, just to give you a little um, actually, I believe, um, actually. It's pronounced Tandy Newton. I believe, um, actually, we have 10 minutes to figure out these questions. <laughs> Best right. of luck to you guys. Well, I'll see you on the other side. Hey, everyone. Jason here. While the host and I step away to think about our keyword challenge, we just wanted to remind you that you can check us out online at Quadrivia Pod on Twitter. On Facebook, just search for Quadrivia Podcast. And you can always email us at quadriviapod at gmail.com. We're always happy to hear from you. And now, back to the show. And we are back from our keyword challenge here. We're going to read off those questions in a second. Just want to give another shout out to Nicole Newlist and Kelsey B for sending those over. I believe I have met both of you at uh, Geek Bowl, and they are fantastic people. Uh, hopefully, they're listening to the show. Uh, but we're going to get into this now. Uh, we're going to start out with... Uh, Teledu using that in the question here uh, from Nicole. So <laughs> yeah, I think um, we had a lot real of fun quick, with this. Before we get into these, does anybody else have a friggin' migraine after trying to desperately <laughs> learn what the hell a Teledu is? <laughs> I don't have quite so much a, a migraine, but my eyes hurt. That's a lot of reading. My brain hurts so much from this. <laughs> well done, guys. Well done. Mm -hmm. No, you, you're I absolutely keeping it. us on our fucking toes there. All right, so uh, I'll go first, and then uh, yeah. So the question I came up with for Teledu uh, is this: the Teledu is the stink variety of what type of carnivoran animal that includes such other breeds as the Bornean ferret, hog, and honey? Just just to reiterate, you just said carno carnivoran, yes, as opposed to carnivorous. I in my research it said carnivoran, but I I really that's okay word, yeah. interesting. I, no, I, I don't know if that's a, uh, like a I, I believe you. I, I, that's term. not the word choice I would have used, but uh, the rest of it, I, I see where you're going with that for sure. And that's I like the entry point on that. Yeah, okay. honey, honey is a good entry point for sure. 
Mm-hmm. That, that yeah, especially if there. you like bury the lead somewhere in there. By the way, for our listeners who have no idea what the hell we're talking about because they didn't have 15 minutes to research this stuff, we will explain our answers after we presented all our questions. Uh, just a quick point. I believe it's carnivorin. That's what okay. I said. Did I not say that? Yeah, just I don't know anymore. I don't, I don't know what you said. I, Jason didn't say that. Oh. No, I, I, I doofed it. I might have said carnivorin, but it's carnivorin. You are correct. I'm just reading okay. from my notes. Right, Very right. rarely do I get to correct Jason. So when that does happen, I have to jump on it. Pour yourself a nice shot of Jameson there. I say, so let's, uh, let's uh, hear Corey's question on this one then, since he got to correct Jason. So I actually, I went a very different uh, route with that. And uh, I think my, my region might shine through here. Uh, the teledu a carnivorous mammal that resembles a badger and secretes a skunk-like fluid is native to Borneo and these two neighboring islands that sound a lot more aromatically pleasing than badger ass juice. (laughs) Oh, I like the direction you went on that. Damn it. (laughs) So as I was researching very quickly what the hell a teledu is, uh, I found a a somewhat spurious source that said that there were eight extant versions of them. So that leads to the introduction to this question. Badger, 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 but no mushrooms in this one. Among the dozen or so extant species of badger are the European, American, honey, hog, five types of ferret, Japanese, Asian, Palawan, and the teledu, which for some damn reason is the Welsh word for TV, even though you'll find them on the islands of what country that isn't even close to Wales? Man. <laughs> I went wordy as hell on that one. I know. it's. Yeah. I wouldn't write this question for my live game, but for a podcast context, I feel like I can get kind of deeper in the weeds. Nah, the, I'm not upset at the wordiness. I'm upset that uh, Jeremy is the only one who didn't go towards the region that this thing is from because all three of us did and i, I will read <laughs> oh, you wow, mine did we i will read you mine all and right then tell you and then you'll see the teledu sometimes called a sunda stink badger is a distant relative to the common skunk that is native to greater to the greater sunda islands the greater sunda islands compose a large part of what country in southeast asia it's just, it was just a backdoor to a question that if you think mm. a country made of islands in Southeast Asia, that's an easy one. But Right. And I tried to throw that kind of reference in at the end of mine, too, um, because the rest of it was just word fluff. Yeah, that's why I, I threw Borneo in there. And then uh, being in Washington, I had to have a slight reference to coffee in there. Yeah. Like, oh, no, you absolutely had to. I like the direction that uh, I think we all took on it. Yeah. I, I think that, uh, Jeremy, you're the only one that went traditional on it, just looking for badger. And I think the three of us all going for going towards Indonesia uh, brings up a point. I think our questions were different enough so that this doesn't count mm-hmm. this time. But I think in future, in future episodes, if any of us write what is essentially the same question, only maybe slight differences in words, but essentially we're looking for the same thing. Uh, I think, A, we should cheers with the drinks that I can't have because I'm on a penicillin <laughs> currently. Uh, but then I'll also, well, when we do the poll, I think we should be added as a team because that would be fun. Yeah, no, that stands yeah, to reason for sure. And are we allowed to give our votes on on currently what who we think? Oh, oh why the hell not? All right. Why the hell? I, I got to throw down, mine out Corey. for... Uh, yeah, Corey, I Hands think you wrote down. the best question of the four you of us. Badger ass juice. 
that that alone <laughs> that alone <laughs> seals the deal. If I'm at your pub trivia, that's mm-hmm. it. <laughs> See, and I thought I'd get kind of the sympathy vote with uh, referencing the Badger Badger meme from the internet in the early 2000s or, or what badger, have you. Badger but, Badger Badger. Um, so that that handles Teledus, a thing I didn't know before and a thing I'll never hear from again. Uh, should we move on to the second one? This is the one where we had to get Thandy Newton or Tandy Newton, as I was uh, reminded, uh, <laughs> in the answer in some way, shape or form. Yeah, I'll take I'll take uh, the, Jeff. Yeah. Do you want to take it away? Take the first one on this one. All right. Uh, necromonger Dame Vaco, former Secretary of State Condoleezza Rice, and brothel madam Maeve Millet are all roles portrayed by what British actress? Okay. I um, don't know if I, I said Maeve's last name right. I don't know if you did either, to be completely honest with you. Oh, um, right. What I will say, and, and I don't mean this in a critical sense, that reads to me as one of those, uh, you know, kind of dreaded you either know it or you don't style questions. Yeah. Well, I I kind of hit a wall because well you know what I'll before I get into the discussion Jeremy once you hit us with yours and we'll get through all four before I tell you about the wall that I hit trying to write for this one. Okay, so I I actually went two directions on this one. I, I think I'm going to go with the first one I wrote because I did either one that was a movie tribond just named three films she was in. Uh, what you know obviously it could be other people too, but uh, the one I'm going to go with is actually very similar to yours and one that I would more likely ask at one of my shows. Um, and that's this. It says, while she may be most well known for her role as Maeve Malay on Westworld, what BAFTA winning actress has also starred in the title roles in Beloved, as well as taking on the persona of Condoleezza Rice 10 years later in W? Hey, oh, I know the answer. It's okay. Tandy Newton. Oh, I do, too. Yeah. Oh, I had a real strong feeling on that. Also, also, I'm going to say, say Sandra cheers Bullock. on that one to Jeremy. I think me and Jeremy are a team on this one. I think all, all right. four of us might be because yeah, we we're kind of constrained in well the fact that Tandy Newton actually, has to be in the answer somehow, unless Corey uh, went a completely different direction. So, Corey, <laughs> lead us lead us down the path, my friend. Um, I don't think it was a completely different direction. I think I had a little more fun with the wording, mm-hmm. but uh, I actually wound up with the exact same answer as the other two so far. Oh, um, wow. What are the odds? <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. With a professional acting career that started with flirting and includes vampires, a serious crash, rock and roll, good deeds, and some solo acting. What actress, no relation to Wayne, was named PETA's sexiest vegan of 2014? You know what? I hate you already. I'm not mad at that. I I ain't mad at that. All right, and I guess uh, that comes to me by process of elimination. Uh, phonetically combine an 80s computer brand with a unit in the metric system <laughs> and you end up with the name of what beloved actress who won a BAFTA for her work in Crash and an Emmy for her work in Westworld. Ooh, sneaky. Sneaky beloved. I like that. Yeah. See, what I what I really like about yours is uh, how they've got different avenues to approach the answer. They can know her her acting career, or they can know about the Tandy computer uh, and the Newton being a, a measurement. Um, I, I give you props for that one. Well, thank yeah. you for that. It's it's kind of an old chestnut of mine. If it's a name uh, that I think isn't going to come quickly to people, I try to throw some kind of wordplay hint in at the beginning and so, at least get you the chance at it. Yeah. So if anybody, you could get it both directions because if you get a grasp on the answer, if somebody says that, you could be like, oh, that fits with that first bit of the clue. Mm-hmm. Or if you're really good at those Rebus style puzzles where you combine like two totally different images into one word. 
um, with, not that you use images, but you know the imagery that you use in those. That's, right, that right. same style of thinking. If you're really good at those, you could get the back door on it too. But the what I was running into when I was looking at her credentials, um, I tend to use uh, standout roles with really interesting names or some other uh, mm-hmm. odd type of something. Um, like a, a profession or if they played a real person. So those are always the ones that I'm drawn to because she's played people like named Christine, but that's not helpful to me. So right. um, I, as a big sci-fi fan myself, if you say Necromonger, I, I immediately think of uh, the, Rid- <laughs> the Riddick movies. Um, so that immediately- Oh, that's, I, I kind of glossed over that in her, um, yeah. in her Wikipedia entry when I was researching. I didn't realize she was in those yeah, at all. She was Carl Urban's wife. So oh, it, okay. it was uh, Lord Vaco and Dame Vaco uh, in the completely ridiculous, but I love it so much, Chronicles of Riddick that had, um, I think that was one of the first bigger movies that I saw Carl Urban in where it wasn't Lord of the Rings. Might have been the other way around. I might have seen it. I don't remember what order they came out, but that was um, A, a surprise to see Judy Dench in it. B, uh, it was- Oh, what a dame. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, but Necromonger, that, that is a big, big clue for me. Um, and then, you know, there's only so many people that have played Condoleezza Rice on film. So uh, with her popularity in Westworld, it just seemed like that that would make sense. But I do agree. That's one of those ones where you you either know it or you don't. Like just because this, her name yeah. isn't super well known, you know, it's not she's not uh, Brad Pitt or, you know, any other big super name actress that everybody knows you know scarlett johansson now I, you know now i would say this i feel like the answer tandy newton might have worked best for any of us in like a celebrity picture round oh yeah absolutely where where you make some kind of common bond uh, like i did with the name either the connection with the computer tandy or the last name newton uh and just put a nice picture of her in like a collage with nine others and make a 10 piece round out of that um if this weren't an audio medium, that might have been the route I would have considered. Yeah, that's definitely. Yeah, so I actually, I made a picture round question for it, but you know. <laughs> well, if you did, let's let's throw it up on the uh, on the Twitter. Oh, look at that! Oh, uh, where no, you guys I, are going to vote? I was, yeah, on, I actually, was lying. Don't call me out like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, I want to ask a question before we get too far away from Carl Urban. Um, has he ever portrayed a centaur? You know, all these specific fetish. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just I I, I got to level with you. Uh, pop culture is my weakest spot as a trivia player and writer. So I don't know. I don't know anybody who's who's portrayed a centaur except for the motion capture guy from the Harry Potter, the first Harry Potter movie. I think that Carl Urban would make a really good centaur. All right. I got to I got to look this up to verify what the hell I, you're talking I, about. I have not. No, he is not. I've looked through his stuff. Wait, Carl. you know, uh, I don't, I don't want to throw water. Oh, he would make a hell of a centaur. You are right, Corey. Right? I don't want to throw water on the fire. Is there a joke that I'm not getting here, or do you just really no. think that he's a a, a good looking centaur man? I have no I idea where he genuinely... started coming up with this, but I can't say he's wrong. That's like my favorite thing. I just genuinely think that he would make a terrific centaur. That's like th- my favorite thing I've heard all day. <laughs> We oh needed my this so much, Corey. Uh, I know it's it, it's up to the fans to vote on Twitter at oh. uh, 
Quadrivia Pod, but I personally crown you the winner of the first ever keyword challenge here at Quadrivia. <laughs> Dude, seriously, you hit us I back to back. I want to wait and see what they You hit say. us back to back with like Stink Badger ass juice and then Carl <laughs> Urban the Centaur. Dude, I don't even care what the poll says. That's I'm You're my winner. Good Lord. You're the winner in my heart. <laughs> I appreciate gonna, you all. <laughs> I'm just going to mute myself as I laugh myself <laughs> to death over here. Right. Um, you, you guys want to answer some trivia questions? I've got some. Yes, please. Please and thank you. Yeah. I'm probably going to yeah, do let's awful. Move into the, uh, let's move well. into the last segment of uh, today's episode, the gameplay segment, where uh, one of our hosts or a guest is going to come on and kind of highlight their um, their premise for a round, give us uh, essentially a whole round full of questions or a connected suite of questions. Um, and obviously, the, uh, the guys here in the studio are going to answer them. Um, and hopefully, you do too at home. So uh, I think for our first episode, I put together a set. If you guys are ready and willing, I am. I am ready, super ready. I'm glad I won the keyword challenge because there's no way I'm going to win a round of Jason trivia. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I I don't know. I think you give yourself too little credit, especially because I decided to make it uh, nice and simple and traditional with a mystery theme. Yay! Oh, oh before we get before Yay. we get on with the questions. Are we are the three of us competing or are we being friendly friends and trying to solve the mystery together? Oh, you guys are all competing, my friends. Oh, oh. we all oh, for, oh, for absolutely no prize whatsoever. Or you're be, not. So you we, do you. I don't care. I'm just here to ask me, questions. Are we are we playing separately or are we just kind of shouting out the answer when we get it after you ask it? Sure. <laughs> Inclusive oh, okay. or. <laughs> that is an inclusive yes. or for sure. Um, I don't know. Whatever you guys want to do. Yeah, let's see how it feels. Well, since it's a mystery theme, do we want to um, do we want to play together and try to figure out the, the questions and the theme? And like if it's not a mystery theme, that's when we'd kind of face each other. Or do we want to? Yeah, we can definitely do it that way. We're all present the questions. Give you guys about two minutes uh, off the mic to discuss. Yeah. You know, I'd say discuss it on Mike. Let's do this. Yeah. Oh, that's another fair option too. we could do. Uh, the important thing yeah. is I wanted to give the listeners at home an opportunity to kind of uh, come up with their answers before we spoil anything. So as long as we have that kind of baked in time, I'm good with it. If you guys are, I yeah, think, sure think we just created our format. Yay. Um, I I was wondering, what if we have uh, whoever is hosting make that decision? Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Okay. Jason. They could say, hey, you know, all of you just go ahead and work together on it. Shout out answers whenever you've got them. Uh, a more informal kind of thing. Or they could say, you know what? I want you all to write your answers down separately. You know, just kind of leave that up to the uh, to the host. That's a good call. Well, as the host, I can't tell you you're wrong on that. <laughs> Podcast planning in real time. <laughs> exactly. So, Yay. you know what? I think the idea, at least for this game, where you guys uh, kind of on mic collaborate uh, after I present the full suite of questions, I'm super OK with uh, that way that the uh, listeners at home have an opportunity to kind of tease out the mystery theme before it gets spoiled by any one answer being shouted out. You guys cool with that? Yeah, sounds good to me. All right, guys, so this is one of my standard 10 question mystery theme rounds. Uh, what I like to do instead of giving a bonus at my shows for coming up with the theme, I bake it right into the round. Uh, all my rounds at my live pub trivia events are 10 questions a piece. So your 10th and final question is pretty self-explanatory when we get to it. Um, you guys ready? Yes, please. Give me them questions. Okay. All right. all right. The mystery theme is in effect, and we start with question one. What was the title of the only song by British punk group The Clash to break into the top 10 
on the Billboard Hot 100 chart in the US. Question number two. Sally, Dolly, Shirley, Daryl, Olympia, and Julia are the first names of the main cast, not the characters, at the center of what 1989 film? Number three. Sylvia Brown, John Edward, and the character Sean Spencer, but not really, are all examples of people that can be classified as what? Number four, the Midnight Society is a group of teens found in the show, outside the show, within the show, that describes what TV series whose title is a question? Number five, June 8th, 1984 saw the release of two of the three highest-grossing horror comedy films of all time. Name both films. Number six. In MMA, what rhyming expression is used to describe the tactic of establishing a dominant position on a prone opponent in order to secure victory through repeated blows. Number seven, a tangentially related question, Carl Douglas had a hit single in 1974 with what catchy disco song, which sold over 11 million copies despite its cultural insensitivity? Question eight, Kevin Spacey and Dave Foley co-star in what 1998 film, which features an obligatory cameo from John Ratzenberger? Number nine, Pamela Lillian Isley is the real name of what character who has appeared in comics, TV, and film adaptations? And of course, with this being a mystery theme, the 10th and final question is, what do each of the previous nine answers in this round have in common? Uh, yeah, I think that's the only one, but it, it could also be um, I Fought the Law. I, I think both of those did really sure good. It's rock the Casbah. Well, I guess that's. Uh, oh, yeah, Rock the Casbah, wait, you say too. Rock the Casbah? You might be right on that one. I don't, I don't think the other two really got a whole lot of uh, play until later on. Number two, I had okay. no idea on. Julia Roberts? 89. Uh, Daryl Hannah. Hanna. Daryl Hammond. Daryl Hannah. Would Olympia be Olympia Dukakis? Maybe. I don't know many other Olympias. It's not Mystic Pizza, is it? Daryl Hannah. Is that Steel Magnolias? Oh, Steel Magnolias. Yeah, probably. Okay. okay. Uh, number three is Psychics. Yes, yeah, Psychics, for sure. Yeah. Uh, that number was, uh, Sean Spencer gave that away more than anything. I have the theme. Uh, I have the theme. Do you? Are you afraid is, of the dark? Are you afraid of the dark? Yeah. Love that show growing up. I always wanted some of that powder that they put on the fire. Uh, coffee creamer. Is that all that is? I, I believe it oh, is. Oh, shit. I'm going to yeah. start a fire. It's the horror comedy part that's that's throwing me off. Was it? Yeah, okay. 80, 84 is closer to like the original runs of like the big slasher films. Your Freddy Kruegers, your Jasons, your Michael Myers, all in that same time period. But when it comes to horror comedy, I can't think of one that is specifically funny. When did that Jim did Carrey it? movie come out? The one where he's... Uh... Once Bitten? I can't remember the name of it. Yeah. That might... <sighs> See, Didn't Linda Blair do a bunch of... Uh horror comedies around that time maybe well let's circle back to this one because i think all three of us are stumped okay. on number five 
Number yeah. six, I know for sure. Um, I believe that's the ground and pound, <laughs> or just ground pound. I don't know if there's a, an and in there, but yeah, I I've got the theme as well. Yeah. That was a that was a good one. Yeah, um, kung fu fighting. Oh, yep, you're right. Okay, yeah, that that makes sense. I was like the only weird ones I could think of were kung fu fighting and disco duck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. eat as a bug's life. Yeah, as uh, nine. And we literally just watched that like two days ago. Uh, otherwise, I wouldn't know. I'm like, oh, whose voice is this? And it was Dave Foley. Yeah, it's Hopper, so Hopper like, and Flick. Uh, Dennis Hopper too, I think. Or was he? I'm not sure. Or you're just thinking ants? that Hopper was the character. Yeah, Hopper's Maybe. the I, Hopper's the name of the, the bug. Um, and then number nine, uh, Pamela Lillian Isley. Come on, that's that's Poison Ivy. Everybody knows that. Come on, come on now, son. Speaking back, speaking back to Psych. Come on, son. All right. Uh, well, let's answer number ten, and then we'll list out the ones that we can think of. Well, here, let me let's do the keywords. So the keywords I have so far are rock, steel, psychic, dark, ground, fighting, life, and poison. Or bug. Uh, no, yeah, no, 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 no you're right. It's bug. Yeah, nope, I got it. <laughs> All right, so, so it took me what way are too we long. missing? Uh, electric. Yeah, so electric would be one. Water, fire. I'm really not coming up with any horror movies. Well, it's the it's the horror comedy. There's no horror comedy. Yeah. What are '80s movies that are more funny than scary, but they're both funny and scary? Gremlins. Ghostbusters. Gremlins. What's that? Gremlins is absolutely one of them. It's got to be. But I mean, and Ghostbusters. Isn't there a ghost type? Oh my yeah, ghost. Yeah, ghost. Ghost type. Jason, I think we're ready. We are locked in. You are finally locked in, huh? Yeah, finally. Uh, All right, I'm gonna, long enough. I'm going to give you the uh, the five second version read of each of these questions, and then just fire your answers to me. Uh, number one, what was the only top ten clash hit in the U.S.? Rock the Casbah. Coming in at number eight on the Billboard Hot 100 chart in 1983, it was Rock the Casbah. The only other two songs they ever had uh, chart in the Hot 100, by the way, were uh, Should I Stay or Should I Go and Train in Vain, which people might know as the uh, subtitle Stand By Me. You stand by me. I love that song. That's the one. I love The Clash. All right. Number two, I gave you six names. You had to name the 1989 film. We're pretty sure this was Steel Magnolias. It was indeed Steel Magnolias. That would be Sally Field, Dolly Parton. Shirley MacLaine, Daryl Hannah, Olympia Dukakis, and a young and supple Julia Roberts. <laughs> All right. One year later, played a prostitute. <laughs> Number three, Sylvia Brown, John Edward, and Sean Spencer, but not really. What are they? Uh, that would be psychics. They sure are. Sylvia Brown and John Edward, famous television psychics. Sean Spencer, the uh, main character from the former USA series Psych. Suck a Sean. I love that show. <laughs> oh, absolutely fantastic show. Uh, number four, I tried to, to run you down the garden path with the show outside the show within a show that features the Midnight Society. That is absolutely Which is why I ignored all of yeah, it. Are you afraid of the dark? Classic Nickelodeon. No, I just like the light. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That was your answer. OK, yes. uh, yeah, you got that one for sure. Uh, number five, and if I guess here, I think this is the one that might have stopped you from having a perfect round because you're four for four so far. Uh, on the same day in 1984, two of the three highest grossing horror comedies of all time were released. What are they? Uh, we guessed on this one. We're pretty sure Ghostbusters is one, uh, and we guessed Gremlins for the other because it's about the right time. Well, coming in at number two. With $157 million domestic is Scary Movie, which came out in 2000. But bookending it, released in June 8th, 1984, Gremlins. 
and Ghostbusters. Nice. All right. nice. nice pull on that one, guys. What was really tossing me with the Gremlins one is I, I could have swore that that one came out around Christmas time. Like, because it was a, it was right. a, a Christmassy movie, it but takes yeah, it takes place at Christmas because he gets the they get right, right for Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. As as soon as uh, as soon as we said Gremlins, I was like, "Yep, that's one for sure." Uh, and then Corey with the pull on Ghostbusters. Yeah, you know, I was just going through movies, horror comedies, <laughs> the classic genre that it is. Uh, number six, a rhyming MMA uh, tactic. Uh, that is the ground and pound. Yeah, it sure is. Good job on that one. Uh, number seven, a tangentially related Carl Douglas best-selling hit. Uh, that would be Kung Fu Fighting. <laughs> yeah, it sure would. Uh, number eight, Kevin Spacey plus Dave Foley plus John Ratzenberger equals? A Bug's Life, which uh, ironically, I just watched like two days ago and was looking up some of the voices because I was like oh i wonder who that is and it was dave foley i couldn't get the voice jeremy why would you watch a bug's life when you have a perfectly good ants at home get out of here get out Unsubscribe. they're the same damn movie i'm no, they're sorry not. they are the same bug's life is so much better i'm not saying they're comparably good i'm saying they're the same damn movie uh, it's like deep impact in armageddon uh uh i'd also oh, we gotta also do that right at some a, point there's also a, well, a correct answer to that one as well didn't john lassiter also cameo in A Bug's Life. I think I remember that uh, in one of the Disney rounds that I've done. Yeah, because uh, they they sneak um, they sneak all of the producer people and director people in there when they can. Uh, home stretch, guys. Number nine, Pam Isley, better known as. That's Poison Ivy. It sure is. Did it make you happy to think about her, Jeff? It did. It always <laughs> does. I love Poison. I love Poison Ivy. I love all Batman's rogues. They're the best. Don't at me. They're the best. <laughs> And to put a pin on this mystery theme, and I feel like you guys uh, knew this one, what do each of those nine answers all have in common? I think we can all say this uh, together on three, right? Yeah. One, one two, two, three. three. Oh, wow. We're really bad at counting. Pokemon things. <laughs> Pokemans. <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. Yeah, they're, they're all different, uh, different types of Pokemon. I think I got, I don't remember where it was. I think it was uh, when Corey pointed out in our conversation uh, I thought it was should I stay or should I go was the only one that broke top 10. But he said rock the Casbah and then it was rock and steel back to back. And that was like, oh, that that bumps the punch bowl that gets the everything moving around. And then I started looking it just kind of jumped out to you at that point. Right. Yeah. And then we we went backwards on um, the horror comedy one. I think that and um, we were working on steel magnolias at the time, but that that backed us into the the horror comedy one was the only one we were really struggling with until uh, Corey said ghost ghost type and ghostbusters. And we're like, that's it. Yeah. I love a good mystery around that kind of lets you backfill in uh, questions you didn't previously know, which is why I don't let my live pub trivia teams do that in my one question, one answer at a time presentation. Yeah, it definitely, it definitely does change the feel of those type of uh, those type of rounds. Mm -hmm. It plays, it plays very differently. It was really interesting to hear you guys kind of discuss the answers. Uh, you know, from the sidelines here on it. Uh, so what did you guys think? I liked it a lot. Yeah. Overall, any of your that, themes that, that I can get, one. I'm a fan of for sure. <laughs> Anytime <laughs> you don't same. make me feel stupid, Jason, right? Absolutely. On that note, I've been Jason with Liquid Courage Entertainment. Uh, you can find us online at facebook.com slash liquid courage. You can find me on Twitch at uh, twitch.tv slash liquid underscore courage, where I stream every day around 8 p.m. Central time. Uh, I've been Jeff. 
you could find me on facebook.com slash RMT trivia. Uh, I do most of my posts about what's going on there. You could follow me on most of the socials at RMT trivia. Just search RMT trivia. I'm the only thing that pops up generally. Uh, and I stream my trivia games uh, Twitch twitch.tv slash RMT trivia. And I was Jeremy. Uh, you can find me on Facebook just by searching me, uh, probably from the pages you'll see for the show. I'll be posting a lot there. Uh, also on the Liquid Courage page because I'm around uh, there. If you want to find me personally on Twitter, I'm at JerWG on Twitter. And at uh, Twitch, I am twitch.tv slash LKJeremy, as in Liquid Courage Jeremy. Yeah, you are. <laughs> <laughs> he is. Uh, and I'm Corey. <laughs> 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 that's um, the end of the podcast <laughs> i'm Corey. uh as i said third degree entertainment you can find us on twitch at twitch.tv slash third degree entertainment uh same with facebook i think we're spokane third degree uh probably third degree 509 on twitter working on getting those all uh together make sure you also keep an eye out uh on the quadrivia twitter at quadrivia pod where we will drop links and plugs to uh, the calendar that was discussed earlier, as well as uh, the Twitch streams for all of us and some of our fellow trivia co-op writers who weren't able to join us tonight. Uh, don't forget to email us with your keyword suggestions for future uh, keyword contests. That address is quadriviapod at gmail.com. This has been Quadrivia. Thank you for listening in. Uh, hope we took you a step beyond trivia and into the minds of the people who crafted it. We'll see you next week. Yeah, take care, guys. Bye. Bye. Where do